Hello and welcome to NG Meets episode 28 and this week we're taking a look at the upcoming Nottingham Festival of Science and Curiosity kicking off on Wednesday the 12th of February which is tomorrow. This is promising to be a fantastic event. It's running until the 19th so it's a week long. Events taking place across Nottingham uh, including in the city, you know, libraries across the city including Central Library, uh, Woolerton, St Anne's Library, places like that, some events out in Mansfield. Uh, there's events at Woolerton Hall, Lakeside. There's stuff going on in Stenton Market, Backlit Gallery, Broadway. Um, there's also uh, Green's Windmill and various other places where you'll be able to check out huge selection of brilliant events. Um, it's a family festival. There's great events for the family to enjoy, things to take kids of all ages to, activities they can take part in. Um, there's adult events in, you know, more grown-up events in the evening. There's some talks. There is a event about um, the science of brewing. There's a Valentine's event called Anatomy of the Heart. And there's just so much going on. So I met with Megan and Louisa, who are two organisers of the festival, to find out more about the festival, uh, what they've got going on, some of the great events, um, the importance of the event, you know, and getting kids especially engaged in science at this moment in time and how important that is. And we just, and science in general and uh, different events that take place. So it was a great chat. There's so much going on. You know, I'm a huge lover of science, um, my kids as well, and I can't wait to take to this. And I think, you know, it's just an example as well of, of what science really is and how and the imagination that can go into it. And that getting away from maybe that sort of fear of science being just about equations and uh, numbers and sums and things. It's looks like you know, there's so much events going on, interactive events. Uh, there's even an event at Lakeside where you can take, it's like a reenaction of a plane crash to explain the sort of physics and things around that if you're of the more daring kind. So that's going on. Obviously, also it takes place over the sort of beginning of half term, so something to do with the kids. And uh, I'm recording this on a day when we've had horrible weather, including snow, um, that it's nice to know that there might be something to take the kids along to, no matter what the weather. Um, let's just hope that the uh, traffic situation has sorted itself out by then, and that doesn't impact the festival too much. But yeah, this is it's a, a great to find out more about the festival. I highly recommend checking it out. Obviously, we could not cover everything going on, so do head over to uh, notsfosac.co.uk, which is the official website and has the full event calendar on there. And you could break it down over days, categories, etc., to, to find out what's going on. And before we move on to the episode, obviously, you could check out all episodes of uh, NG Meets at ngdigital.podbean.com. That includes last week's show with the absolutely amazing. Uh, Tiffany and Theo from Rene House. We talked about the work they're doing in providing shelter accommodation for vulnerable adults in Nottingham. Uh, it's fantastic chatting to them. I really hope you've listened to that one and checked it out. If not, please do give it a listen. Uh, the work they're doing is so inspirational and the passion that you can hear from them is just incredible. Um, all the other shows there as well that we've done, you know, including the other shows so far in 2020 with uh, Sports Person Out of the Year, Unsung Hero Award winner, Kieran Thompson, again, another guy just you know, doing so much to help. He's got um, 
helping kids achieve, which is basically providing uh, courses and events and activities that children can take part in to help give them more self-belief, encourage them, show them what they can become. You know, particularly children that maybe aren't getting that support that they need and getting that sort of um, encouragement. And then of Panya Banjoko, the poet and storyteller, was on another guest we had on. Brilliant person, award-winning, fantastic poet. Uh, so hard-working, got so much going on, but also it was great talking to her about her work, but also the work she's doing at the moment, looking into uh, activism in Nottingham, particularly in the sort of 60s and 70s. And uh, we had a good discussion there about how that compares to modern activism, the role social media has played and the sort of ups and downs of that in terms of of activism and of and how important that activism is even now so some great shows we've got more coming up i'll uh, update on a couple of them at the end of the show but for now this is ng meets episode 28 with uh, megan and louisa from the nottingham festival of science and curiosity Megan and Louisa from uh, the Nottingham Festival of Science and Curiosity. That's it, yeah. Excellent, which will be running from the 12th to the 19th of this month, which means that people listening to this, it will be starting tomorrow because this will go out on the 11th. Yeah, okay. So perfect timing. Yeah. Um, so if you just want to start off, maybe sort of introduce yourselves and how you're involved in the festival yourselves. Yeah, so... Um, so I'm Megan. Uh, I work for a charity called Ignite um, and we promote creativity and learning. So we do all sorts of projects all year round, engaging children and families, um, young people, especially around kind of science subjects and helping them see science subjects as creative and exciting and interesting. Um, So yeah, we work with schools and youth groups and community groups. Um, and then, so we are one of the partners and that's involved in the festival. So there's a whole load of different people that have come together with the same aim um, with the festival, including like the libraries and the city council and the universities and Broadway and other kind of cultural institutions as yeah. well. Um, so yeah, Ignite, we kind of hold it all together when it comes to festival time. So I'm Louisa, I am a PhD student from Nottingham. I'm doing a PhD in children's brain tumours, looking at drug resistance in children's brain tumours. And I'm doing an internship with Ignite, with Megan, helping kind of programme and produce the festival. Excellent. So from your point of view then, I guess, was science something that you were always fascinated by then growing up? Yes, definitely. When I was younger, I really wanted to be a vet. So everything I did was really like animal focused. Um, and then I didn't get into vet school, which I think is the story for a lot of people who want to be vets. I think only like one in 15 people get in. Uh, so I did biochemistry at uni instead and just kind of like fell in love with science and research. So I kind of just stayed at uni right up until my PhD. So I've been there for like seven years now. So yeah. Excellent. <laughs> it's, it's quite interesting because obviously Nottingham is, is quite a big science city because obviously the university is 
and the, the medical side of it as well. And obviously we've got things like BioCity. Yeah. And I think they're building more that. And obviously Boots as well, yes. which is a, you know, I think you know, people see Boots and think of the makeup and that. But obviously there's a whole lot of science behind any of that stuff. So it's, it's interesting that it, obviously there's a lot of people come to this city to do science yeah degrees and things and like i think that. we often forget or people who who live here and, and work here not in that field are not aware of that and that kind of amazing scientific heritage that there is in the city as the place where ibuprofen was developed yeah. the place where um the mri scanner was first created yeah. um and yeah so what we're trying to do i suppose in a small way is is help people see that there is this culture of science in the city that they can be part of yeah yeah and i think nottingham as well does does these kind of um sort of festivals family festivals really well you know these sort of multi-venue things and we have things like you know we have the book, book of festivals poetry festivals poetry and festival, things like yeah. that and, and similar to this and through the year and it, i think it, it helps i guess that we're kind of although we're like a core city a lot of things are quite close together and in terms of cities we have a I think we have probably one of the best uh, transport network, public transport networks, which makes getting around easier. So it is quite easy to get from places like Lakeside to Broadway and things like that, which maybe it's not yeah. so much. And I say that as someone who's been in Nottingham all my life, so <laughs> I might be a bit blinkered. But we do seem to do, and we have, I guess, it's just a creative community as well, are always so open to these ideas and yeah. keen to engage them. I think it's quite interesting when you look at when we compare our science festival to other science festivals that are across the country they might have like a big kind of festival zone and it'll be yeah. like in the center of the city where there's like a massive building or a massive marquee kind of thing and I mean we have market square but we're never allowed to use it but um in the city like Nottingham where there's so many different spaces that you can use uh, within city center like the libraries like Broadway like center market um, it's a really nice way to kind of create a sense of um, like a nebulous and lots of different activities yeah. all going on in different places. It's kind of an exploring as well, isn't it? Because obviously you've got Wollerton Hall, you've got uh, the Green Wind, Green's Windmill, yeah. and uh, you know, like the Market, which has become quite a hub really for, for events like that. And also Lakeside as well, obviously, which is tied into the university. You've got the, uh, the little museum there, and obviously a couple of years ago you had the big dinosaur uh, exhibition, exhibition yeah, there. So it was awesome. <laughs> but um, and again, it does feel like um, weirdly, in terms of sort of engagement from children, especially and young people, it feels like science is really buzzing. Yeah. You know, partly because well, it's I guess the web has made it more accessible, and I get and people like I guess Brian Cox and things like that. And uh, I know when I was a kid, I didn't really enjoy science at school. I'm, I love it now, but my kids are all obsessed with it. Yeah, which I, I guess... love that you said that because often when people ask that, uh, how, how do you make science interesting to children? And it's like, it already is. Like, it's not a hard sell. No. Like, kids are, whenever you say, or you go to a school or a youth club or whatever, and you say, we're coming to do some science stuff today, they're buzzing about it. So it it is something that kids want to go to and I think it's nice to be able to offer something that's different to what, what you what kinds of activities you usually get across yeah. the city. And I think I guess one of the issues is science is to a degree everything. 
Yeah. To a degree, isn't it? it? And isn't if it's not it? science, then it's curiosity. Exactly, so yeah. So uh, we can basically put everything yeah. in. But it, it's one of those things that I think people get a bit scared of, you know, science, because, you know, it is, like I say, it's almost the, the explanation behind everything, in this, you know, and tied in with that with mathematics, which I know so many people are terrified of mathematics. Yeah. But it's when you take it and look at it, and you look at these events, and it shows you that it isn't how you can be broke down, and it can be much easier to understand. Yeah, um, I think because this festival happens as well, kind of in the city and in all these venues that people go to every day. I think it makes it a lot less scary because usually, if you're a kid, you learn about science in school, or you look at like universities, and they can seem quite scary. But the fact that these are in like libraries and in Victoria Centre Market. I think it kind of really breaks down kind of the walls surrounding science and makes it a lot more kind of accessible and fun. Yeah, and that's it, isn't it? Because it's you know you want you want to create that wonder and enjoyment, but in in a sense as well, you maybe want to create the next set of scientists. And we know in various aspects how important that's going to be in terms of technology dealing with climate issues. You know, it's really important to engage young people who are clearly more engaged ever than ever before in terms of science. Sadly, it seems like some of the people at the top are less interested in science than ever before, mm-hmm. weirdly, I mean. Yeah, and I think I think um, part of that is, is seeing the kind of practical, almost application of a lot of the stuff that you learn at school. It's, it seems like, oh, why am I learning this sometimes? Or, you know, this, it's very all very well to learn about plants and insects yeah. and things. It's like, what's the practical application of that? And I think that's why... It's really interesting for us to bring academics out of their labs and kind of explaining the research that they're doing in these fields that yeah. have real kind of real life consequences um, and have will be changing people's lives. It's not, and I think that's something that we can't always see. Um, so I think that's what's special about some of the events that we have, where there's lots of academics doing all sorts of different yes. things um, there. Um, so. Yeah, and obviously there's um, a lot. Of events going on across um, the it's about seven yeah, days. Yeah, I think or we so, like but... doubled since last year, yeah. which is a bit scary. <laughs> so I mean, and I guess um, it's the great thing there is that whatever, because whatever branch of science or curiosity um, grabs you, there's going to be plenty for everyone. Because again, there'll be some people just thinking, "Oh, that sounds like it'll be a bit scary or dull," but against there's so many different things and you know you've got some you've got talks on for those that maybe want to learn about different issues but then you've got family events on through all ages for people you know young kids getting a first sort of taste of it right through to sort of teenagers grown-ups and things i know especially at the libraries there's some i mean i think it's St Anne's where you've got the coral yeah. exhibition. So yeah, that's Roma Patel's been doing. She's amazing. She's um she's like a theatre designer, but she works a lot with technologies and she's she um at the University of Nottingham with the um oh I can't remember what it's called, but um they do what do you call it? Mixed mixed reality lab. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she's got, yeah, she creates these installations that are kind of interactive using technology. So you might touch something and it makes a wonderful noise, or you might blow on something and it changes colour and that kind of thing. Um, so that's very exciting. And she is actually going to be, um, between this year and next year, she's going to be our artist in residence. Okay. So um, she's going to be working with us to create some 
work, especially around kind of that element of curiosity um, that will go into next year's festival. So that's very exciting. And that's hot off the press, but now I know this is coming out the, on the 11th. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's key, isn't it? The interactive element side of it. And there's things I know, um, there's a few things that are sort of going around the libraries. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's and that's the other thing with Romas, it's for under threes. Okay. So it's really capturing children as, and that sense of curiosity and wonder about the world and how things work. Which is bit, which is when you break it down is what science is about. Yeah. Um, from a really early age, and we've got other projects that are focused on on really small children as well. We've got a, uh, we've been, we've paired some theatre design students and some physics students from NTU together, and they're creating an installation about um, cosmology, and that's going to be touring around different libraries as part of the festival. Um, so I think that's quite a different. Usually, you do activities that are maybe for like nine, ten, eleven year olds. Yeah, we're really trying to get them early. And that's it as well. And for a lot of people, like as well, of course, that's even more encouragement to go because if you've got, you know, maybe a couple of young kids, you say, you know, one who's a bit older, one who's younger. There's always that thing of how am I going to keep the younger one? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the older one will be off and doing this and that, and I'm going to be running around with this younger one who there's nothing for. And yeah. I think that happens quite a lot. But you know. Family events often seem to be families event um, sort of forget the the youngest the little, and they yeah. go from sort of you know six seven up. But there's and I mean I remember like taking mine when they were really up to like the sort of sensory room type places, which is a kind yeah. of same kind of thing. The interactive yeah, it's quite similar. and they love that, don't they? Because of this, you know, the colours, the patterns. And, the fact that they can hit something without getting told to <laughs> stop hitting something, <laughs> yeah. you know, or they can touch something and play with something when usually they might be told, come away from that. Yeah. Um, and that's what is about fostering that curiosity yeah. and encouraging children to ask questions, even if it's not really using words, but it's using their bodies and and putting it in their mouths. Yeah. And that's, that's curiosity and, and that's what we're trying to do. And it's fascinating as well because you can watch and how quickly they will pick up patterns and things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put things in order. Out, yeah, yeah. What to press when. And, and uh, one of the events I noticed that was going around, I think it was the Lego Rover event, mm-hmm. which to me, I, I think sounds like two of, I don't think you can bet, two <laughs> better things to put together <laughs> for kids, which is like the, the sort of the rove, space rover, Mars rovers type thing. And Lego, I say kids, I mean, I'm talking about myself, really. But, yeah. you know, kids, everyone loves Lego. <laughs> and, and people are fascinated by this idea that we're putting these robots, mm-hmm. you know, we on were, Mars. So those events sold out in the last days. Yeah. I mean, they're free tickets, but they were gone. Yeah. And that was really interesting for us to learn. I think next year we'll do a lot more kind of workshop-based activities as well. Because um, there's a really kind of... So we've got that level of drop-in activities but then also some really deep learning and kind of um, really focused sessions with, uh, with young children as well um, but yeah the space rose I saw the kit that they brought it to an event the other day and it's very cool yeah isn't it yeah it's really fun <laughs> it's really good cool I've been I mean it does feel like again I mean Lego I've seen recently sets like they've got an ISS set coming out and things like that and the, yeah they've really taken yeah. them off they never had stuff like that when I was no, it's just castles on it and yeah. And things like that. Yeah. <laughs> They've really gone on the kind of educational engineering side, which yeah. is really good to see. It's pretty yeah. cool. And obviously, uh, beyond that, so, they, so these events go around the libraries, and I think that's something that 
I've seen quite a bit of lately as well is the, the way libraries have engaged and been become part of these events. And I think part of that's I think Nottingham's libraries have have some of them have been had quite a nice refurbishment yeah, and things. And yeah. interestingly, almost booking a trend across the country where libraries have really struggled and some have had to, you know, go on to sort of voluntary run and things like that. But then obviously in the, you've got the city centre and centre market. I think you've got sort of the the curiosity market and curiosity festival thing yeah. going on. Yeah. So, so I suppose first thing is just to say that the libraries have been at the heart of the festival since the beginning of the festival, and it's really you know it's what the whole that's my that's my favourite bit of the festival. Yeah. Is the library <laughs> stuff. Um. But yeah. No. Um. So centre market is a fun one again. Um. So we we've um there's a couple of things that we've got down there. There's one thing we've got so we had some theatre design more theatre design students from NTU um creating some insulation pieces um that are gonna kind of bend your senses and kind of pique your curiosity. I won't say anything more than that. Um and then there's um a uh fil a uh a, a film caravan with um a, that shows a twenty minute film that's controlled by the brain of one of the audience members. Okay. So somebody in the audience will be wearing like this brain kind of cap, and the way that they watch the film will alter the version of the film that you see. So you can watch. So there'll be multiple shows throughout the day, and if you see more than one, then you'll see be able to see the difference between the different versions. It's so clever. That's, um, that is quite fascinating. And it's been shown all over, like all over Europe. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's going to be a centre market as well. Oh, that's what really. Is and that's quite... somebody who's doing that research here yeah. in Nottingham. Like, it's really amazing. Interesting, isn't it? The sort of the way everybody sees things differently, and I've been. There's been a thing. So the last few days about I don't know if you've seen anything about about this thing about in a monologue, no. about this idea that not everyone sort of assumes everyone has the same kind of inner monologue. Oh which no, is I did. The thing where it's you basically come like having a conversation in I your head. I saw that on Instagram. Some people don't have that. They have a sort of more of a it's just alerts and things. Yeah. yeah. And everyone everyone was like, what? Yeah, it was not like, everyone? do you hear your thoughts in sentences or in kind of like Bullet point vague yeah. notions? Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. I've never even thought of that. Well, no, because that's what it's, they were saying. It's like the you know, the half that has one doesn't realise the other half yeah. exists because you just assume that's the way it everybody's works. brain does this. You know, you assume that kind of thing's all the same, don't you? So I've always, I was used to, when I was younger, I used to find it like think think to myself, do it does about the find it weird. It seems weird now, but like the idea that where were you born from? You're in a monologues. The language. You, the words that you speak yeah. affect, yeah, the language that you use affects the way you you view the world. Yes, yeah. it's all weird. I don't know, it goes way beyond, I mean, it's not something that I don't think I don't anybody think understands nobody yet. Understands. No. And that's kind of my favourite bit when you get to this bits of science, that the answer is, I don't know. Um, I quite like that. That leaves yeah, a lot of room for children to be the people who find out. That, yeah, well, that's when, any time you listen to anything, and I, I listen to quite a lot of science yeah, stuff, you know podcasts and shows and and whenever they talk to scientists and they all always say is that's the biggest what's your favorite question and it's always why mm. and that's it they love they it's always about the next question or the next what if or what it's never about 
getting that answer, it's always about you get the answer that just leads to the next question. And that's that that's what's gonna sense be frustrating about your PhD. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think so the more kind of time I spend in research and doing science, I think the more I realise that everything is just things going wrong and then how you react to it and something going wrong or not working kind of opens up another question. Yeah. You never get to a point where you're like, oh no, you've completely worked out that and that's all sorted now and that's done. It's never like that. It's like, oh, that kind of worked. And then how can you find out a bit more? So yeah, exactly what you're saying. Yeah, well, it's, it's the thing, isn't it? They always say that science is, no, is always about disproving as opposed, you know, when you put a, a theory, when somebody puts a theory out, then other scientists, their job is to try and disprove that. And if they can't disprove it, then it's considered a, solid theory but you can never fully 100% say this is you know 100% fact it's all because 50 years down the line no matter how solid something might come along you know we might find out our understanding of gravity is not quite right you know there's all you already see things when people talk about do, do we are we actually right about dark matter <laughs> things like that yeah. so it's all about disprove it and trying to disprove I think I think I think that's one of the things people have a problem with as humans we are kind of programmed to want an answer to everything mm-hmm. and science doesn't give you an answer it gives you the best or most reliable um, probability doesn't give you an exact answer and I think that's why some yeah. people 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 like an answer don't they they like a yeah you know they like a yes no answer and I think that's what leads to some people going down the street, you know, pseudoscience <laughs> and things like that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, um, obviously, like I said, there's so much going on. Uh, Wollerton Hall, I think, in, over the weekend. Yeah. So the 15th, 16th, they've got a, a weekend of events on. Yes. The hall, which will be, you know. So you brilliant. mentioned the dinosaurs. So when the dinosaurs were there, they had yeah. this enormous dinosaur in yes. the Great Hall. So we're going to have a giant planetarium in the Great oh, Hall. Cool. Um, the planetarium will be in various venues across the week. So there's one, another one going to the Rushcliffe Arena as well. Um, but yeah, so they're going to have one on the Saturday and the Monday at Woolerton. They're going to be, um, the Institute of Mechanical Engineers are coming along and they're going to be um, making and, and setting off rockets. Cool. Yeah. Um, which is going to be a great first opportunity outside the hall. Um, and then, yeah, they'll be taking... What's my, my favourite thing is, is one of the things that you probably often don't hear about Wollaton Hall, but they have these amazing collections that they that they have that's not even out. So they have yeah. this massive store of all of these exhibits that they don't really have space for. So they, they're going to be taking some of those around um, at various locations and taking those on tour. Um, oh, you have the chance for people have the chance to kind of touch them and and look at the skeletons and all sorts yeah. of strange things that they've got in their kind of archives. Yeah, I was that was actually surprising. I um, during the dinosaur event, I spoke to um, one of the people that was sort of involved in that from Nottingham yeah. University, and he talked about the amount of stuff they've actually got stored away because they just don't have the space yeah. and obviously even more of it was stored away at that time because they had because massive great dinosaurs, dinosaurs everywhere it is, yeah, it's, it's, I think people don't realise what goes on at Wollaton and all yeah. and that, that collection they've actually got, they've got amazing, but they, they allow like teachers can borrow them and Ignite we borrow them and do all sorts of different yeah. things with them um, so they are accessible but um, yeah you find some weird and wonderful little creatures <laughs> hidden away Excellent. So that that's obviously well worth checking out, and I think it 
kind of falls in line with half term as well, doesn't it? Yeah, so the whole the festival is kind of designed. So Wednesday to Wednesday might be a bit of a weird way to run a festival, but at least we can do activities in the school in the first few days and stuff over the weekend in the city centre, and then kind of yeah, spilling out all all across the city and county um, during half term as well. um, While parents not quite sure what to do with the kids, it might be raining, you know, that kind of thing. So lots of yeah, free yeah. activities indoors, and it is all it all, you know the the sort of the the half terms that come earlier in the year or at the end of the year they're always the worst ones. Yeah, because as you say, you know it's great, it's fine when you get to the the one in June, but when you get the one in February and the weather's horrible, things like you say, finding something to do for a week. Yeah, and um, but again, there's so much stuff on, and and I think. Like you said, the lights, particularly the way it's moving around with the libraries, means that wherever you are, at some point you're going to be fairly close. You know, whether you're over sort of St Anne's Way, Wollerton Way, things like that. So yeah. it's going to be moving around. Lakeside obviously has events on. Um, Lakeside, uh, Greens Mill. Yeah. Uh, where else? Broadway oh. going to be having workshops. Backlit studios. Backlit studios, yeah. I also wanted to actually talk about it. I think yeah. that's Saturday, isn't it, the 15th? And you've got the, the wiki edit. Yeah. Which is about, obviously, um, addressing some of the imbalance in Wikipedia in terms of female scientists. Because I, I think, was it, it said something like only 10% of the scientists on there? Something like that, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, I can't remember the name of There's a scientist in London who's really taken it on um as like a bit massive initiative she's i think she won we've got well one i think she got like an m what's the lowest uh, like a cbe like a, an mbe kind of thing so yeah i think i think mbe might be the first the one first one LBB not the lowest I mean, they're all gay <laughs> um uh, yeah it's a it's interesting isn't it about um the way that um female scientists are reflected in the media but also just on something as simple as wikipedia yeah and the achievements of women are often kind of sidelined or put underneath their colleagues that are men definitely um, so this is yeah the backlit workshops part of this art and feminism group that um meets um as part of the gallery space there and they're going to be doing, doing some editing and finding out some yeah, adding to the kind of archive of yeah. information on Wikipedia. Which is obviously vital because that is, you know, that's basically the online encyclopedia, you know, despite yeah. the questions over how authentic a lot of it is. I think, I think she's called Jess Wade. I think that's what she's called. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll look that <laughs> we'll up look I'll, I'll mention it before or after. <laughs> and I, I guess, obviously, you talked about the way, obviously, uh, women have been represented and on both online and but obviously that ties back as well obviously to just historically you know for a long time they weren't allowed to be members of the any of the scientific yeah. institutions no matter yeah. so basically you know you had so many women scientists through history who did the work but then the man put the paper in and got the accolades that's it yeah they were never um, really recognized and i think that is a problem because i think if you're a young girl in school and you don't really see yourself kind of represented, it makes it very hard for you to then think, oh yeah, I could do science, or I could do engineering, or I could do maths. So things like this, kind of like raising awareness to that kind of issue, I think so important. I think even at, even at like a university, like there were so many more male professors yeah. in the sciences and in the maths than there are female professors, and things like that. So even at like that level, you just think, oh, there's not like a huge amount of 
kind of female representation. And yeah, I think it would be really cool for younger girls to be able to go on Wikipedia and say, oh look, there are loads of female scientists. Yeah. Or for people to be able to like reference female scientists in a classroom and kids to be able to go research them. I think that's so important. So things like that workshop, I think, would be really great. Excellent. Yeah, I think it's great. It's a great idea. And as you say, I think people underestimate the importance of representation, you know, how important it is, especially as a young person, to be able to see people you, you can like relate you. to. Yeah, you look like you, yeah. you talk like you. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. and then, you know, when you see, you talk, when people talk about, you know, diversity in all areas, science, obviously, um, but, you know, in, in entertainment, and you, see, you hear people and they say, oh, it shouldn't matter, it should be just about who's good and who's bad. And it's like, but you're not, you, the people, you talk about people wanting to get into those fields, you need to feel like there's a path into those fields. And that's why, when if you look at entertainment, how important Black Panther as a movie was, not just because of it being a film set in Africa with an African, predominantly African cast, but it was an African production, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Levels, and that's yeah. an area that even more than on screen has been an issue, you know, the people behind the camera. Mm -hmm. And that science, science obviously has a, an issue with minority uh, representation. Yeah. And, and it, it needs addressing. Yeah, because um, yeah, people like Brian Cox obviously is great and he's done really great things for science. But I do think it's quite sad that he's still kind of the only famous scientist. Yeah. Really for like the general population. If you say like name a scientist, he's probably the person that everyone's going to kind of or, name. Yeah, or Hawking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I think it'd be really cool if there were more people that are on TV and I think the media does have quite a big responsibility to kind of get more names out there and get a bigger yeah, diversity of people really showing science and talking yeah. about science. I think it goes up because I think that for that to happen they need more diversity in those media organisations to see that yeah. and we see <laughs> this at the minute with some incidents happening in the BBC where it just clearly there's a diversity problem. And yeah. and, it, and that and if there's the lack there's a lack of diversity within the organ, media organisation, then you haven't got the people there saying, well, we need to more diversity in the areas we're covering. It, it's yeah, it's an institutional so, yeah, problem, isn't yeah. it? Really. And uh, again, it, you know, when I was sort of learning about science growing up, it staggered me learning more about sort of how little in this country attention was paid to sort of the scientific achievements in the Eastern world mm, mm -hmm. and, you know, in, in the Arab, yeah. Arabic world, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. you know, mat particularly mathematics, things like that. And again, it's, we just hear about, you know, the Greeks and um, from then and things like that, but there's so much at the same time or even before, and I know obviously there's this, it wasn't as easy to get information around then and a lot of things people discovered independently, but it's, Mm. To, to use a cliche, it kind of got whitewashed again. <laughs> exactly. Um, and that's, that's staggered me how little, how many things you don't, you just don't know about what happens. But mm. it's, it's not, that's not, can't, that's not only a thing that happens with science, is it, in <clears throat> terms of education? No, I think history so, is another one. Yeah. Languages. And, yeah, the, the, the list goes on. Um, but yeah, I think science is, there's a lot of initiatives that are happening um, to kind of encourage women into science and black and minority ethnic groups and LGBT plus groups, which is one of our events. We've got um, 
this uh, Camp oh, Quirty event, yes. um, which is um, being run by Matt Young, who is part of this um, LGBT STEM group. Yes, because um, that's actually, I think that is actually a podcast series itself, isn't it? It is, yeah. Event, he, so. he's, yeah, kind of raises the profile of LGBT scientists and researchers, So, um, and they do all these amazing, hilarious things. So that's kind of another angle that he's taken, yes. um, which we're excited to be kind of showcasing. And that's at Nonsuch, isn't it? That's the, a Nonsuch. Cool little studio. Yeah. Place. Excellent. And on one of the events I know you've got on, which kind of feels like a little bit of a sort of celebration of it all, is obviously the quiz, which is the sci-fi, science and curiosity quiz, which mm-hmm. is at Broadway. Yeah. So, so. Um, yeah, that's they have a quiz like every month, I Yeah, think. They, they do a lot of quiz. So, um, yeah, we kind of set them the challenge of doing like a sci-fi curiosity kind of quiz. Um, it was really popular last year, so we thought let's do it again. Um, a different kind of audience as well. as people who might not necessarily come to one of our talks or might not have kids but um, are quizzers, which is a niche audience that we're (laughs) looking to tap into. But it gets quite competitive as well. Yeah. 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 Excellent. So I said there's there's so much going on. Obviously, people can uh, check out. I know you've got a a brochure with you, which I'm guessing you can pick up for most of the venues uh, that are involved. Yeah, all over. uh, There should be. On the website as well. Yeah, cool. So any... Sort of, if you were, someone's listening to this and thinking of sort of maybe a jumping event, you know, they want to take the kids along to an event and see how, you know, see how they enjoy it. I think, then, shall I say the kids one and then Louisa can take a jump on for the adult event? Yeah, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> um, so I would say Saturday, get yourself down to the Central Library. So everybody, you know, it's an easy place to walk into. It's right by the bus stop. There's a glass window so you can have a look before you go in, whether it's interesting or not. Loads of activities on both floors. It's drop-in, it's free, loads of really different stuff. So some of it might be kind of games, some of it's um, kind of more... Um, kind of explainer focused, but loads of stuff to do there. And then if you like that, then you've got the rest of the city. You've got Victoria yes, Centre, you've got Santa Market, um, all over the place. So yeah, that's yeah. what I would suggest. In fact, you as to dip your toe into the water um, and see what it's like. Like saying that you're in, you're in the middle, then aren't you? And exactly. you can go anywhere and and you can have again. a look at the map in the middle of our program and <laughs> go on your merry way. That's it. Well, once you've been to one, I imagine that that'll be it. Yeah, and you'll and be going loads of... through the book. Different stuff all over the place. Um, but yeah, a lot of the stuff at Victoria Centre is very like gamey and playful and that kind of stuff um, as well, which is a new venue for us. We've never been in a Victoria yeah. Centre before. It's in the market space, so we're taking okay, over like yeah. the market stalls. So there's quite a lot of empty market stalls. Um, so we'll be annoying all the people who run markets <laughs> one day. Obviously, um, offers a great sort of footfall and plat of people that you know maybe aren't aware of it or exactly. maybe have thought mm, it's not really my cup of tea suddenly they see something going on exactly and again like we, you know it's that thing into people hear science and get a little bit intimidated exactly. but then when they actually see what's going on it's like oh right, you know, actually this yeah. is quite good fun quite yeah. interesting that's what we're trying to do with <clears throat> using spaces like that yeah. where people don't expect to encounter researchers basically um, and kind of surprising them with science <laughs> and, 
yeah, attacking it, getting to them while they're not suspecting it. So yeah, I think a lot of the activities there as well, they're not like a science experiment as such. They're really kind of like games. There's lots of people researching reaction time. So obviously that's really like reaction time games. We have someone who does kind of a, a video game to train horses. And she's taking that there. So although they are scientific, you don't look at them and think, oh, that's just a science reaction or a science experiment. Yeah. They're really fun games. So I think they'll be really good. Excellent. Yeah, so it's not it's not just going to be people writing equations on a no, board. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So you were going to... Yeah, so we have lots of late events, which are kind of running over the entire week. So we have kind of seven events in total. Uh, so the, the one that I'm kind of most excited about is for Valentine's Day, we have an event called Anatomy Nights, and that's going to be an anatomy lesson and a live heart dissection um, at Canal House. So kind of a very alternative date night. Um, and it's run by a clinical anatomist from the University of Hull uh, called Kat Sanders. And um, I think it was kind of born with from the idea that I think the statistic is only a third of the population could accurately point out where their heart is. So she kind of realised we really don't know that much about our own anatomy. So she does these really fun events where she does like a live dissections and kind of like a live kind of anatomy talk that's really fun. And everyone's obviously just like having a drink, sitting down. So it's a really relaxed atmosphere. So yeah, I'm really excited about that one. I think that one will be great. That does sound awesome. Yeah. yeah everyone chill, having a good time and then you... Chop yeah, yeah, maybe don't order your dinner. <laughs> no, I was yeah, just thinking like, not not a not a date, not a, a meal date. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you might have to be careful how much you drink as well. <laughs> that means that's fascinating. And I love I because I did see that event and I thought I, I just loved that whole tie and that's so you know it's a brilliant idea. To yeah, tie it all in. I think it's the only year that we've had the festival or we'll have where Valentine's Day will be like on, on a Friday night. Yeah, it's um, We've fun. always thought about doing like science of love stuff, so this is perfect. Excellent. Excellent. And you said so there's other talks and events. Yeah, we have things. we have quite a few running throughout the week. So one of the things we really tried to focus on was kind of science and the news, so topics that are affecting our society now. So we've tried to like focus on things that we think are really current. So we have a talk on internet addiction um, and how we're affected by like online shopping and online gambling and kind of why we are addicted to our smartphones and also what good smartphones can do um, for us, for example, to combat loneliness and things like that. So we have a talk um, about that at Rough Trade. So I think that will be good. We have a talk on the future of energy and sustainable building and building sustainable houses. Um, so things that are kind of at the forefront of people's minds at the moment. Um, and then we also have things like the science behind beer. So looking into, yeah, yeah kind of like how we got the different flavours in beer, um, how beer has different tastes. Um, we have someone doing a talk on how to make brewing more green, uh, which is also going to be quite interesting. So yes. Lots of, lots of things. Really something for any interest, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I, um, Louisa kind of introduced me to this idea that people can do a PhD in brewing science mm. and have them like funded by all sorts of different yes. kind of <laughs> brewing companies, which is just amazing. It is. Um, so, yeah, that's an exciting one. I think that one's almost sold out. So. But then that's another example, isn't it, of, of when, when we were saying about you know, science really is everything. Exactly, yeah. Because yeah. it is the it's, science behind... What you drink, you know, what, yeah, you, what you drink, what, what, you, you know, what it does, yeah. and how it's made. I mean, then obviously, I imagine that's one that jumped out 
quite a lot of people straight oh, away. Yes, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a big bre- there's a because there's the craft beer festival. There's a big kind of culture. I think yeah, there's a, a, Nottingham kind of a lot of sort of um, small breweries and exactly. the um, the sort of micro pub things taken off as well, isn't it? Again, yeah. Yeah. with craft beers, a lot of them with the very in house. Exactly. Brewery, so, so I think there's quite a, a big market for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely loads of stuff. Yeah, and I think the idea on. about the lates is that it's 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 in an informal place, so it's not it's not like a stuffy lecture theatre, um, and it's just for people who are a little bit curious about why energy, how energy works, yeah. and how your heart works, and just you know want to have, find out some answers to some of their questions about these types of things. That's it, yeah, because they, you know, they kind of go out and there's the fun events and, you know, getting the kids interested, but then there's people that want to go and actually dig a little bit deeper exactly. into issues That's and, you know, you know, things about particularly something like energy, which is obviously is in the media all the time and a lot of people will be probably thinking, well, what can we do yeah. about energy? You know, it's quite, the again, they're quite intimidating when you're being told, you know, all these Sort of potentially disastrous yeah, consequences yeah. And, and how bad everything is. Yes, but actually, I think it's really uh, interesting to hear what people are doing to work towards solutions for these yeah, and issues. Yeah, I thought that when you mentioned about the smartphones, because we hear so much about the dangers mm. of smartphones, and they and I, and that's obviously going to come up addiction and things like that, and just the way people interact online. You know, not just smartphones, but in terms of social media and that. But we don't hear anywhere enough about the good it can do, which is like it's combating loneliness, bringing people together um, with people that they would never been able to meet. So there's, you know, you can have people that have got um, illnesses, anxieties, and things like that can interact with people with this sort of similar shared experience in yeah. a way that was so difficult to do before. Yeah. So it's. It's, we, I think it's so easy for people to forget the good that the, you know, I guess it goes beyond the smartphone, but the good that the, the interactive community, you know, the internet and technology can do. Obviously, I mean, technology into what it's done for science is incredible. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what it will keep doing. Yeah. yeah I think uh, one of the researchers who's speaking at that night, she um, is looking at, in particular, like the elderly population is obviously really affected by loneliness. So she does a lot of work kind of designing apps and things that could kind of help combat loneliness in that particular population. So things like that is really interesting because I think, especially at the moment, we're all quite aware that we are kind of picking up our phones too much and constantly scrolling through Instagram. And I think it's really interesting to look at like the psychology behind that, but also looking at smartphones aren't all bad. They do, they can be useful and things like that. So, yeah. I find it interesting when people say, oh, no one talks to each other now, they just sit on the phone. And I think we're... Not, when I went to before I had a smartphone no one spoke to each other then either they just sat they read a newspaper on the bus yeah. no no one and so basically this, that's probably what people are doing yeah no one no anyway. one on public transport was uh, conversing with each other <laughs> even before smartphones we just don't do that in this country do we, we don't talk to people on public transport it's, no. anyone talks to you on public transport and it's considered a bit weird <laughs> but it again it's, it's I think part it's new as well isn't it I think we forget that in terms of technology, the internet and social media is still quite a new and still finding its feet. You know, even Twitter's only, what, 12 years old, which is not nothing really, is it? Yeah, and it's, it's wild. You know, I like to think that it'll, it'll find its place 
in time, you know, mm. hopefully. Like, you really have to hope that, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I like your optimism. Yeah, try to be. I, I'm, I'm quite invested in technology, so <laughs> I, I want to think the best of it and not the worst. <laughs> yeah. so, um, so is there any other sort of, obviously we've talked about a lot of the events, we can't cover everything that's going on, but are there any sort of events yourselves that we've not covered that you particularly looking forward to? Um, I think maybe just to say that um, this is the first year where we're going to be doing some events that are not within kind of the city boundaries. Um, so we've um, people have always I've always had messages from people saying when are you going to come and mm-hmm. do stuff out here? And it, our capacity has always been quite small, um, but we're at a point where now we're going to be doing a couple of events: one event in Mansfield, one event in Kirkby. Um, an event out in Rushcliffe in the Rushcliffe Arena so um, it's nice to kind of be expanding and engaging with new audiences yeah. and especially up in kind of yeah like Mansfield area where there doesn't there's not a lot of engagement with science day to day and uh, it's really exciting for us to be able to go and start that kind of those conversations with people and find out what they're curious about and what they're interested in and start to build that so um, yeah I'm excited about those ones as well yeah. Using the same kind of model of like libraries and yeah. that kind of event um, that was, has been successful in the city. So we're expanding. Maybe we'll be in Derby in a few years. There's <laughs> 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 plenty of Nottingham left. But yeah, but it, I mean, yeah, that's no, great. There is. We're, yeah, there is. Yeah, there, we always want to be doing more in the city as well. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that, like you say, it's great to to be able to take it out to people because you know as much as we've said not you know Nottingham is quite an easy place to get around yeah not for everybody yeah um, not for everybody and that's why everybody wants to I mean in some of those things you know some people don't want to come into the city centre exactly like the city so centre. that's the kind of reason behind why we first this idea of working with branch libraries and taking the event out to Clifton and out to Bullwell and doing the events there um so you're not relying on people to be mobile, and so I don't know it is really good that we. I think our statistics said that something like last year, half of them, fifty percent of people who went to those kind of branch library events lived within a half a mile of that okay. library. So we are really reaching those people. Um, so yeah, but and we move our main kind of library fund days around different venues yes, each year. Yeah. So we rotate. So we're not always, you know, there's not one area of the city that never gets to, to do anything so we move them around yeah and you're not it's not you you know if you've been to the library to, for one event doesn't mean there's going to be nothing else for you on there at the, the festival so you've got things going around different exactly and you know and while you're there join the library yeah so. because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we don't if you don't then they won't be there for you to do these events in the yeah future. and it yeah it's really we've got some amazing so last year we Strelly Library was the brand new library yeah. last year, the year before the Dales Library was a brand new library and we were kind of like the first event that happened in both of those libraries. Um, so we're looking forward to when the new Central Library mm. will be opening, I think maybe not next year but the year after, um, and that's going to be an amazing space for us to be able to take over yes. as, as part of the festival. Um, seen some of the plans it looks. Yeah, incredible. it's going to be amazing. So that's an exciting one for us as well. Excellent. So already thought, you know, as as ever, whenever I speak to anyone that's putting on events, I already thought so. Oh <laughs> yeah, there's too many things. Like, oh, next year we can do this. We can do this. <laughs> that's it. I mean, do you actually get any chance to enjoy the festival? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, kind of. 
um, when it comes to the events themselves, like it's kind of all taken care of. So we kind of rock up and everybody's got everything under control. Um, so you've done all your yeah, you hours just and hours and hours of planning and then it just happens and it's amazing. So yeah, um, I'll get to come along to some of the lakes that Louisa's in charge of and <laughs> relax and listen while I've got a pint in my hand. <laughs> so yeah. Excellent. And I think that, that to me is the, the standout thing about this is that this is really is a festival for everybody. That's so it. Yeah. whether you're a, a family that wants to go out for a day with the kids, you know, whether they're in science or you want to introduce them to science, or whether you're someone that wants to go out at night, be a bit quieter away from the kids, yeah. you know, there's events on for everything. And then if you're a daredevil, you can go and reenact a plane crash at um, <laughs> Lake Lakeside. Side. Yeah, yeah. So, it's not for the faint-hearted. No, I see. <laughs> <laughs> so plenty going on. Excellent, it's great. I mean, I, as I say, I'm a, a big fan of science anyway, and I can't wait for it, personally. I'm like, I know my kids. Oh, that's so great to hear. Thank so, you. Brilliant. Well, thank you for uh, yeah, coming thanks in for and having speaking us. to us. And I hope the festival goes really well, and maybe we'll be chatting again next year. Next year. The next one. Yeah. Um, just quickly then, before I go, obviously the best place for people who want to keep an eye on what's going on and have a look at the... The lineup, yes. The events. So, website uh, www.notsfosac, festival of science and curiosity.co.uk, and then we're at notsfosac on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, all the rest of it. Yeah, we're that's where you find us. Brilliant, excellent. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Good luck with it. Thank you. <laughs>massive massive thank you to megan and louisa for taking time out to talk about the festival with us obviously you know in the run-up to it they're very busy so it was great to have a chat with them and you know give us a little insight so much going on so many fantastic events um so much to check out i'm i'm really looking forward to getting down to it and checking some of the events out i mean to be perfectly honest anything bugging me is that i'm not gonna be able to get in a lot, anywhere near as much as I'd like but hopefully there's plenty of there that has wet your appetite for it you know whether you want to go down on your own whether you want to go down with friends whether you want to go down with a family um, you know there's the evening events that sound some great talks if you want to learn more about you know as I said science in the news so things like smartphone addiction uh, energy and the way we can tackle um, energy needs moving forward things like that so some great stuff going on um, as they said they recommend if you are thinking of a place to start a good one is at, at the central library on saturday but obviously there's a there's a weekend event taking place at woolerton hall there's loads of stuff taking place at lakeside and the, uh, the sort of i think it's the um festival of curiosity and the curiosity market down in stenton market as well so loads going on uh, hopefully you'll all get down and have as much fun as i think i'm gonna have down there uh, as i said of course if you want to know more and you want to have a look and maybe plan out your activities go to knots 
fosac.co.uk forward slash events and that's where you can find out everything that's going on and of course it does kick off tomorrow uh, 12th of february running through to the 19th as ever thanks to cafe sobar for once again hosting us and uh, jason lofters for setting that up it's great to have a, a place to meet and you know i highly recommend cafe sobar obviously they do fantastic stuff you know they're a, they are um, and part of the double impact you know substance abuse recovery charity so uh, brilliant stuff they do great drinks great food they're doing some great events coming on so check them out on uh, facebook to find out what they've got going on and if you're in town uh, pop in there for a drink on fry lane so that's it for this episode uh, next week we are it is uh, ng meets uh, purple mamba club uh, that's a uh, you may know them that's a swing club in west bridgeford so we had a chat with them to find out about you know the taboos around that getting away from the stigma around it you know and allowing consenting adults to enjoy themselves without sort of having to feel any shame you know it's 2020 let people enjoy their lives uh the week after that we have uh ng meets nottingham lions football club nottingham lions football club for those that don't know are an lgbt plus uh, friendly club uh, established in 2006 and we had a chat about the ups and downs of the club the importance of the club uh, and the importance of the sort of community around the club, how it's growing, their hopes, and a big discussion just gem- about the sort of situation around uh, homophobia within football, how that's changing, and, and the issue around the fact that as of present, or as of recording at least, and I don't think it'll have changed between then and when the episode airs, uh, the fact there is still no you know, openly gay uh, Premier League, or indeed I don't think professional football are in the English leagues. So that's another great chat. Got more episodes uh, in progress that I'll announce as and when I can. We've got a couple booked in to record in the next coming weeks, so plenty to enjoy. Uh, keep an eye on facebook.com forward slash ngdigital or at ngdigitaluk on Twitter or follow us on Instagram ng.digital and we'll keep you up to date on uh, shows then. Obviously, shows are always subject to change in terms of airing date. And if you want to listen to all our shows, ngdigital.podbean.com, you can subscribe, like, let us know what you think. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, um, Podcast Addict, whichever podcast app you're using. And on YouTube, if you search for NG Digital on YouTube, you can now find episodes on there. So thank you very much for enjoying this. Hopefully you'll get down to the Nottingham Festival of Science and Curiosity and have a great time. If you do get down, why not let us know uh, what you thought of it. You know, uh, include, you know, let us know on Twitter, tweet us or on Twitter your thoughts of the festival. Let us know on Instagram. We're going to be putting pictures up from the festival uh, across the weekend and when we can get down and we'd love to see what you do. So let us know. I hope you'll enjoy it. And uh, it'll be a fantastic week. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Obviously, it's great that you're enjoying these shows. Let us know what you think. Let us know who you'd like to hear on NG Meets, who you'd like us to speak to. And until next week, this has been NG Meets, Nottingham Festival of Science and Curiosity. Goodbye.